beginning of the semester, talk to you about the greatest commandment. You love the Lord your God with all your heart. Okay, we talked about that for like six weeks. So you feel like you got it by now. And all of your mind. And so that's what we're going to talk uh, for the next few weeks is about our mind, our thoughts, and, and mostly our attitudes. And so I'm going to kind of in, introduce this idea of divergent. Uh, if you don't like the title of the sermon series, uh, I blame Caitlin um, for that because she told me it was okay. Um, so anyways... I don't trust myself to do what's cool anymore, so I realize that I'm not a cool person, and uh, so yeah, Divergent, that's the title series of the series we're going into. Uh, for those of you who like math, right, so when Divergent is when two lines go, they move farther and farther apart from each other, so we, we, we're, we're kind of taking that, I really was looking for um, something that, that like meant the same thing as nonconformity. And nonconformity just didn't sound like a really good sermon series title. And so um, Miriam Webster said uh, this was a synonym. So anyways, pull back the curtain. There you go. My great ideas. Hey, well, tonight um, we are going to start this new series. And I'm excited about it uh, because uh, the idea is we're going to be talking about um, how our minds, uh, how they're affected by, by the world we live in and, and how... Um, that affects our attitudes, our thoughts, and our ideas, our attitudes about God, our attitudes about other people, our thoughts about right and wrong, and, and we'll kind of go, go down that road. And so we're going to look at some specific attitudes and ideas that I think affect us as, a, as Christians uh, more prevalently than others. And so in the coming weeks, we'll, we'll tackle some of those. Uh, but tonight, we're just going to introduce the idea of where we're going. Now, normally, I have a really fun story for you guys, right? I know you guys really like my stories, but I don't have a story tonight. I say, oh, I know, right? Oh, no, thank you, Ben. Ben likes my stories. I love you, Ben. I'll give you a hug after we're done, okay? Um, I don't have a story, but I, I have something that, that is very special to me that I want to share with you guys. Is, is that okay? I'm just, it's, it's really important. It's kind of kind of a secret that I want to share. Is that, is that okay if I share secrets tonight? Don't, you, you can't tell anybody. Okay, we are recording this, and we're going to put it on the Internet, but you guys still can't tell anybody. How many of you guys like to cook? Raise your hand. All right, let's try this. How many of you guys like to eat? Okay, that's better. All right, great, great. We're going somewhere now. We're, we're going somewhere. Um, so I like to eat. Um, yeah, I have some thoughts on that, but I'm going to share them later maybe. Uh, I think eating, it's important because you need to do that to live. And I think if you're going to eat, you should eat good food, right? I don't believe in eating bad food. It's a terrible idea. So I really like good food. I really like to cook because I like good food, and I don't trust other people to cook, if I'm just being real honest. It's a trust issue in my heart that maybe the Lord's dealing with. But anyways, I like to cook, and like my favorite way to cook things, I, I like cooking lots of things, but I really, really liked smoked and grilled meats. Like I think that is a blessing from the Lord. Like I'm so thankful that Peter saw that vision that one day with the sheet coming down and all the things on it. Like it makes me want to shout every time I read it. It's like, yes. We can eat the bacon. Um, so, so I really like grilled meats, and uh, it's really near and dear to my heart. And uh, I, I hope maybe someday you get to enjoy some of my grilled and, and, and smoked food that I cook. Uh, if you get the beach breakaway, I guess you, you got to try the chicken, right? But, like, so these things are important. So I, I like to do things my own way. So I have a secret recipe. Mm. You guys want to hear about my secret recipe? Can we put that slide up, the first one? All right, so this is 
This is it. This is the, the chicken you had at Beach Breakaway if you liked it. I also do this on steaks. So all of our seniors that we did a senior dinner for them uh, last year. And uh, I think Ben ate two of those steaks, didn't you, Ben? No, no, anyways, I didn't. I think, I think I saw like a, a, a little girl that weighed like 120 pounds. I think she ate like two pounds worth of steak. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. Anyways, so this is the magic sauce. It's, it's Dale's uh, Worcestershire, or however, however you say that, and Catalan's barbecue sauce. You put equal parts, let it soak overnight or maybe for two days or longer, if you know, whatever. Um, make some killer chicken, especially wrap the chicken in bacon. Okay? It's good. It's good. Right? All right, I got this other, okay, take a picture if you want to. You can save it, try it for yourself. It's not going to turn out the same because it's got to have my, my magic touch. But anyways, all right, you, know, you now know one of, one of my secrets, okay? You guys want to know another secret? All right, can we put the other slide up? Okay, so I, I like doing the steaks and the grilled chicken, but this, this is a secret to the hot wings, okay? The grilled wings, right? So listen, in like a month, uh, we're going to do a tailgate with international programs, and we're going to grill like 600 chicken wings, right? And it's going to be wonderful. And what we're going to do is we're going to make equal parts hot sauce and olive oil and garlic salt, and we're going to put all them, like a whole cooler full of chicken wings, 600 of them. We're going to let them soak in this stuff for like two days. Mm, yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> and, and then we're going we're gonna to cook them for a little while on the grill, and they're going to be fine, Okay. And if you put sauce in my chicken wings, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Uh, I'm just saying, uh, listen, if, if you grill meat right, you shouldn't have to put anything on it, right? It should be, anyways. Now, you can't tell anybody my secret recipes, okay? You can't. Secret. If you want to tell, it's fine. If you want to cook it for yourself, that's, that's no big deal. It's not really a secret. But, but I really like grilling things. This is good on pork chops, too, by the way. If you soak some pork chops in that and grill them, really good. Um, this is not like cooking with Justin tonight, is it? No. Uh, so why does it matter, other than it makes you laugh and makes you pay attention? Well, what I've learned is, the longer I soak the food in the marinade, the more I taste the flavors when I eat it. That whatever the food gets soaked in, that's what it tastes like. And I think oftentimes we don't realize what it is that we are soaking our brains in, that we're soaking ourselves in, and the flavor that we give off because of what we have been saturated with. Now, I grew up, uh, I was taught this idea from teachers and my parents that, that this is a Christian nation, the United States were founded on Christian principles and Christian values and and maybe that's true. I don't really want to debate that with you tonight. We could, we could talk about it later if you want. Okay. And so, so this idea that this is a Christian nation, and, and I was very sheltered as a kid. I went to a private Christian school, and um, I don't know. I had a, a certain view of the world. But what I've, I've come to realize, no matter what America or the United States used to be, this is not a Christian nation. I'm raising my daughters in a pagan world. And, and, and the more I think about the things in our society, the more I realize it. But, but the thing is, like, I haven't always realized that. I haven't always thought of things in that way. And I, I think oftentimes we, we are, we've kind of been lulled to sleep because what is cultural seems normal. And we have a difficult time separating what is cultural and what is Christian. 
what our family values and what the Bible values, what our culture values and what, the, what God values. And we struggle with this, and these things are the things that we're surrounded by every day. They're the things that people talk about. They're the, the things um, that people argue about on social media. Oh, my goodness, stop arguing on social media, guys. It's not helping anybody, okay? Just stop. Um, they're the things that people say about each other, to each other. They're the things that we choose for our entertainment. They're the attitudes. It's more than thoughts. It's more ideas. It's really the attitudes that we hold in our mind towards things and, and people and ultimately towards God that we immerse ourselves in without even realizing it. I, um, I, wanted, I wanted to give you guys a good example of this tonight, but I have a confession again, right? I, I don't really know uh, what's popular. I don't listen to music. Um, I don't really watch a lot of movies or things like that. And so, so I don't have a, a lot to pull from. So can I tell you guys, guys what I did? I, I, I Googled, right, Billboard Top 100 Songs of the Last Year. Shouldn't do that, guys. I just, okay. So I'm really glad I didn't hit play. I'm glad I chose to read the lyrics and didn't hit play because I think Tom and Caitlin probably would have reported me and I would have lost my job if, if those words had have come out of my computer while I was sitting in my office doing sermon prep. Uh, I would have lost all credibility. You know, I went to, I went to the first song, uh, the most popular song of, of 2021. Uh, Billboard said it was this guy, Little Nas X. I don't know who he is. Uh, I'm sure he's a cool guy, I guess. I don't know. According to the lyrics he sings... <clears throat> yeah, apparently his song also was like the best video of the year or something, and I just, I'm like, this is, this is what our culture loves. This is what the people want, and I, I really was tempted. <sighs> Listen, if we weren't recording this and put it on the internet, I probably would have brought the lyrics and read them out loud to you so that you could blush as your pastor said these things out loud. You feel uncomfortable with just me talking about it, don't you? I saw a pastor one time. She was, she was brilliant. She was, uh, there's an a Ed Sheridan song that everybody likes. I'm in love with the shape of you. You guys know that song, right? And she like hummed a few bars, and then she stopped right when it said the thing about my sheets smell like you. Oh, that's, un that's uncomfortable. Why do you know that song? I'm not here to bash on, on the music, but, but the thing is, there are so many influences that we're surrounded by. And we often don't consider the weight that they put on us. We don't consider how we're marinating in the culture that surrounds us. It's like air. We don't even think about it because it's the culture we've lived in our whole life. It's the society we've become accustomed to. It's the, the way our friends think. It's the way that normal people think and do. But to be honest, again, I, I'm harping on music, but like, I bet most of you probably would not let, like for me to look at your playlist and read the lyrics out loud right now. It might make some of you a little bit uncomfortable. And sometimes we, we hear these things and we watch these things and we don't think anything about it. And we think it's not affecting us. We think it doesn't influence the way we think. We think it doesn't influence our attitudes. I was talking to someone a while back about a particular TV shows, like a drama show, and how that, like, when, like, parts of this TV show get more dramatic, how it affects people's moods because of the anxiety that comes through. We're affected by the things we surround ourselves with. Now, listen, disclaimer, I, I'm, I'm really not here for behavior modification. Like, when I was 
when I was young, like that was a long time ago, right? Like before you guys were born, uh, I was like in high school, and like the, the cool thing to do for, you, for pastors back then was to challenge everybody to burn all your CDs. Like just get rid of them, destroy all your secular music. It's the devil. Just, you know, people would throw them in the trash. And like I remember when I was in, um, in middle school, they subscribed us all to this like Christian music thing, and they sent us like cassette tapes every month. Uh, with Christian music on it. it was, anyways, kind of corny thinking back. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to come inspect your playlist or I'm going to look at the movies you're watching or I'm going to monitor the conversations you're having, but, but I think we need to think, how is this affecting my attitudes? Now, listen, we could maybe dismiss uh, Little Nas X and his video and the, the blasphemous things that he says and does, whatever, um, because that's, you know, that's far off. Like, we, you guys didn't vote for that, right? You didn't get a vote in, in who was the best. You, you didn't vote for his video, I'm sure. And so it's easy to say, ah, well, we, we're Christians. We don't think like that. Move a little closer to home. So you guys like to people watch? People watching's fun. I recommend it. Um, I don't really do it on purpose, but I like to show up early to meetings. So if I'm going to meet you for lunch or something at noon, I'm probably going to show up at like 11.50 just to make sure I'm on time, especially if I have to stand in that long line at Chick-fil-A and uh, CC. But anyways, I get there early. And it's amazing. You just sit there and watch people. And like the things people say, like out loud for everyone to hear. Like sometimes it makes me blush. I'm like, you're talking about another human being in such a disrespectful and dishonorable way, and you don't care who hears it. To, to watch guys as a young lady walks away from the table and, and to hear the things they say. And I'm like, this is not like a whisper. This is not something that, oh, we're keeping this secret. This is like in the middle of the TC, broad daylight, at high noon, I have no problem saying this in public. And I'm sure you've heard worse. But just think about, like, the things we expose ourselves, we're exposed to every day. To think that that stuff doesn't affect us. To think that those things don't affect the flavor of our souls. It doesn't seep into our attitudes and our ideas. That weight doesn't set on us. I think sometimes we just become numb and unaware to the brokenness and the horrific things. Like greed is normal in our society. Like pride is normal in our society. Irreverence is normal. Insincerity is normal in our society. And we are surrounded by every day, and, and somehow we think, oh, I'm not affected by these things. These, don't, these things don't influence me. And so to, tonight, I want to share with you from, we're going to go to Romans chapter 12 here in just a minute. If you have a Bible and you want to turn, we're in Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1. This is what Paul, the apostle, says. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I think, for the most part, it seems so common to be Christian. 
right? If you ask someone, uh, you know, I've, I've visited several countries around the world, and most of them were predominantly Muslim, and they assume because I'm American, I must be Christian. I think sometimes we make the same assumption here that like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're, they're good old boys. They're good people. They're not terrible. They're not doing really terrible stuff. But I think, I think the things that we've allowed to creep into the way we think about other people, the way we think about God, the way we think about ourselves, I think sometimes it reflects more the culture we're in than the culture we're being transformed into. It's more of a culture of this present age than a culture of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I need to explain this before you guys get mad at me because you're, I don't know, anybody mad at me because like I picked on your favorite song? We can pick on more songs if you guys want. I'm not really concerned with your behavior. I'm not concerned with making a bunch of rules and making fun of all the things that you do that are wrong or sinful or bad. Uh, Maybe you should have a conversation with someone about those things. I care more about your attitude. Because if you have a low value on other human beings, if that is your attitude towards other people, that's what's going to influence the way you act. Our attitudes and our ideas and our thoughts, the things that we allow to live in here, the things that you think about when you have nothing else to think about, the things you dwell on, the anger, the frustration, the resentment, those are the things that eventually affect who you become, those attitudes and ideas. And I really believe that there are some really toxic attitudes in our culture, really toxic attitudes, and we're just okay with them. We've accepted them as normal. Now listen, I think one of the areas, and this is like not my notes, this is free, right? I think one of the things that drives me crazy is Christians' attitudes toward dating. I know pastors that send their 15-year-old daughters on dates And I'm like, what are you thinking? Are you surprised when your 18-year-old daughter is pregnant because you started sending her sexualization messages when she was 15? These are attitudes. These are ways of thinking. I'm not talking about the specific sin. Yes, there's individual sin that people committed and they need to be responsible for it. But I think our attitudes, our low view, our lack of concern for these things, this low view, this attitude is dangerous. And listen, if you have questions about dating, I'll, I'll tell you everything you need to know later, okay? Fix all your problems. That's not tonight's sermon. Maybe later. But I think sometimes we don't even realize how, our, how fractured our mind is. How, how much like the world's values, our values are. How much like our family's values, our, our values are. And that can be really difficult. Sometimes, right, we love our family, we love the people that we love and that are close to, and they, like, tell us these life lessons and these principles and these ideas, and they impart these attitudes. Maybe it's an attitude towards authority. It's, it's not just the action It's not even the idea, but it's this attitude that we've adopted because people we're close to think and feel that way about certain things. And those things 
are toxic to our relationship with God. And oftentimes we don't even realize the toxic marinade that we allow ourselves to just soak in, to be permeated with. And we don't even realize it until the pastor's in the room and that comes out. It's really funny sometimes. Like people have a conversation and I walk up and they're like, they'll just change the conversation real fast. They talk about something else. But it, it didn't seem like it was a problem until, until I walked up. Now listen, I'll be real honest. I don't want you to act differently around me than you do. I'd rather you just be yourself, right? Listen, if every other word out of your mouth is profanity, as long as my kids aren't around, don't be a fake person just for me. Now listen, you shouldn't talk like that, okay? I'm not saying it's okay to be vulgar or lewd or inappropriate, but at least own who you are and be that person. Again, I'm not talking about behavioral change when your small group leader or the pastor walks out. I'm talking about something in our mind, our attitudes, and the way we think about the world has to change. And that's where I think the Lord is leading us, and I think it's where we need to go. And, and, and to be honest, I, I am going to po poke at some things, and to be honest, I think it's going to make some of y'all real uncomfortable. And that's okay. It's probably going to make me uncomfortable. But I think where we have to start tonight is we have to say, Jesus, would you search me and see if there's any unclean thing in me? Because oftentimes we don't even realize how we've been affected by the world we're in. We don't realize how simple things like entertainment or conversations with friends or just simple ideas affect how we view the world, how we view other people. We don't realize how our political views affect the way we interact with the person that sits next to us in class. We don't realize how the rhetoric that we hear affects us. And so we have to say, Jesus, would you reveal to me areas that my mind needs to be renewed, that my mind needs to be changed, areas that I have unknowingly conformed to this world? You know, this is a problem in the early church. It's not a new problem. The early church... Paul did this crazy thing where he started like telling pagans about Jesus and they started accepting Jesus. And like the Jews were like super mad at Paul. They're like, you can't tell pagans about Jesus. They're going to mess up our church, right? You can't bring pagans to church because you know what? Prostitutes are going to dress like a prostitute when they come to church and it's going to make us look bad. It was a real argument. They had temple prostitutes and that's the whole thing about head covering, by the way. And so there are all these problems. And so they had all these people in the church they had never really changed their minds. They were still living like pagans. And this is really core to what it means to follow Jesus. Peter tells the crowd in Acts chapter 2, when they say, what must, must we do? What should we do? He says, repent and be baptized and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. Repenting means that we change our mind, that we think differently, that we say, the way I thought before the way of this world is not right, but Jesus is right. That's what repentance means, that we change our mind. And so I, want us, I really think the Lord is leading us into this season to evaluate our own thoughts, our own ideas, and our own attitudes towards people, towards God, towards ourselves. And so tonight uh, we're going to have a time of prayer. I'm going to just play some music here. 
And, and I'm gonna, in a minute, I'm going to ask you guys to stand, and we're going to pray. And I'm going to invite you guys to come up front. You can pray where you're at. You can, um, you, can, you can ask a friend to pray with you. You can ask a small group leader to pray. But I really do believe tonight that it's worth our time to say, Jesus, would you search, search me and see if there's anything in me that's been saturated by the things of this world, any of my ideas or thoughts? Lord, would you expose those and help me to begin to work towards repentance, to think like you think? So if you guys will stand, I'm going to pray over you. And then I want us to have a few moments of prayer. You can come up front. You can pray with a friend, whatever works for you. Lord Jesus, Lord, you see the world we're in. You see the brokenness, the corrupt nature of this fallen place. Lord, you alone, you know how these things have affected us. And sometimes we're completely unaware of how our mind has been affected by these things. Lord, tonight, would you speak to us? Would you show us these attitudes, these ideas that, that have sunk into our minds that we need to repent of, that we need to change? And Lord, would you put us on a journey of moving away from the way of the world and moving towards you? In Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to respond, I encourage you to respond now. Thanks for listening to the Troy Chi Alpha podcast. For more information about the ministry of Troy Chi Alpha, you can look us up online at troychialpha.com. You can email us at troychialpha at gmail.com or find us on social media at Troy Chi Alpha. Thanks for listening.